Hello and welcome to the More Confidence with Luna Gaia podcast. I'm your host, Lenaria Gaia, and here we talk all things body image, self-esteem, your thinking in your mind. How do you connect true to you in every part of who you are? I want you to know that all of you is welcome. So sit back and relax and listen to today's episode. Sending you love. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the More Confidence with Luna Gaia podcast. I am your host, Luna Gaia, and welcome to episode 125. I just did the maths on this, and I am blown away that over the last few years, I've recorded 125 episodes of this incredible podcast that allows you to fall in love with who you are, to develop confidence, to have self-belief in every part of you so that you can go out into the world confident, self-assured, knowing how to overcome your fear, deal with your self-doubt, and most importantly, how to actually face that negative self-talk that we've got going on inside of our heads. On today's episode, I want to talk to those parents out there. Yes, you know who you are, parents of especially teens and tweens. So we're talking kids maybe from the age of about 11, 12, 13 and upwards. Because I work with a lot of teenagers and I also work with a lot of parents who for themselves would love to be able to teach their kids how to have more confidence, except they don't know how to do it. (laughs) And we cannot teach what we do not know. So on today's episode, I'm going to give you three of my hot tips on how to actually help your kids become more confident, even if you don't exactly know how to do it yourself. Look, ideally, you are learning through this process. What I'm teaching you, apply it to yourself, and that's going to give you even more lived experience to be able to give to your children, your teenage children especially. Because let's face it, how many of us are really well aware that teenagers find confidence hard, especially teenage girls, don't you think? There's an epidemic and it's starting even younger than what it was when I was a teenager. You know, for me, I started hating myself, thinking that I needed to go on diets and, you know, feeling a lack of self-esteem within myself. Probably from about the age of 12, 11. But the first time I can really remember ever hating myself and feeling self-conscious in my body, I was nine. And we're talking... I'm 30, I'm 39 now. So that we're talking 30 years ago now with the evolution and how fast things are going in our world, the evolution of social media, the evolution of, of content that is getting drip fed, if not through like, (laughs) it's not even drip fed with the social media content. What we're experiencing is like a fire, like drinking from a fire hydrant. They are getting exposed everywhere. When I was a teenager, I'm on the cusp, I'm pretty much pretty much a millennial. When I was a teenager in my tweens, the most exposure I ever got was whenever I may have watched TV or when I looked at Dolly magazine. Dolly and Cleo magazines were the big fashion magazines. Girlfriend, Dolly were specifically aimed at teenagers. And let's face it, they were probably pretty horrible at teaching us to believe in ourselves and have confidence. But they were really the only times that I was exposed to media messaging. TV, whenever I watched it, and magazines, whenever I read them. Now we're living in a world where they have access 
our teenagers have access to the media all the time, constantly, on their phones, through TikToks, through Reels, Instagram, and there's only so much you can take away from them. If you don't give your kids a phone, then yeah, they're less likely to consume that kind of content all the time, but they have the internet at school. They have computers at school and it's pretty likely that their friends are going to have phones as well. So when their friends have phones and they can consume content that way, the reality is if we keep trying to avoid our children getting hurt by the world, by social media, we are actually setting them up for failure. It's far better to teach them how to deal with comparison, how to deal with judgment, how to deal with the fact that we're living in a world that is teaching them more and more and more and more that who they are are not enough, that what they look like is not okay, and that they should attempt attempt to be like someone else in order to feel self-assured. That's the messaging. And look, don't get me wrong, it's always been the messaging. There's nothing new about the messaging. We have been experiencing this messaging for years and years, if not decades and centuries. In some way, shape or form, certainly in the advent of advertising, women have been told that their bodies are wrong and that they should try to fix them in order to be more attractive. It's just that what's happening now is that it's everywhere. Billboards, bus stops, on their phones, on laptops, computers. If you're on the internet, you are being exposed to this. You could wrap them up in cotton wool. You can, and a lot of parents do. And if you are a parent listening to this podcast right now or watching on the YouTube channel, there's going to be some tough love in this conversation. Because I know, you know, no parent when they're staring down the barrel of parenthood sits there and goes, I can't wait until my kid gets their ass kicked by life. No parent is going, I'm so excited, pumped for when my kid gets rejected by their first crush. I can't wait for them to be disappointed. No parent is saying that. We don't want our kids to hurt. We don't want our loved ones to experience disappointment and pain and shame and grief. Just as much as we don't want to experience those things. Yet what happens when we avoid them? Do you know anyone in this entire planet who has never been hurt by life? Who's never been disappointed? Who's never not had life go their way? Doesn't happen. Ever. And I think in the pursuit of happiness, we are missing out on the fact that life will punch us. (laughs) Not because it's inherently bad, not because life is awful, because life is full of joy and wonder and excitement and gorgeous offerings. It just has both sides to it. And in an attempt to avoid all the yuckiness in our life, like pain and shame and hurt and grief and disappointment and anger and sadness, when we avoid all of those things, we are actually avoiding all of the joy, the love, the connection. We are missing out on living a full life because we think that by deleting 
the small parts of our lives that we don't like, the yuckiness, the negativity, so to speak, that all we are going to be left with is the grand parts of our lives, the happiness and the joy. But that's not what happens, is it? Our world tends to shrink. We avoid asking that person out because maybe we're going to be rejected. We avoid going from that job because maybe we're going to be disappointed. We avoid speaking up with a matter that's important to us because we fear not belonging. We fear losing love. But what ends up happening is not that we don't experience those things. It's just that we get very small and the world gets very big and we experience it far more. You know this for yourself. The more that you avoid the, quote, negativity in your life, the more it's going to catch up to you and bite you on the ass. No one who's ever gone out into the world to avoid all the negative emotions has ever not experienced negative emotions. In fact, it gets worse because now you're terrified. Well, I can't be hurt. I can't be offended. I can't be upset. What ends up happening is that we limit our experience. And when we limit our experience of the negativity, we also limit our experience of the positivity. In a beautiful attempt for you to protect your children, you are harming them. We don't want to suffer. We don't want to have pain. We don't want to go through all those things. But you're gonna. Sure, maybe there's an argument that says, well, instead of exposing my children to any of that kind of stuff early on, I'm just going to save it. You know, like they'll, they'll go it into the world when they're 18 or 20 or whatever it happens to be, and then they'll learn those lessons. Can you imagine what you're doing? All you're doing is making them ill-prepared. They are unconditioned. So they get into the world after having everything handed to them on a silver platter, never having to get disappointment, getting participation awards, never having to deal with rejection because, well, you have to be invited to that kid's party because otherwise you are being exclusionary. You end up going to, as a child, you end up going to every party thinking that everybody likes you. No one's allowed to say anything bad to you. No one's allowed to disagree with your opinion. You win awards for no effort. And then you get into the real world when you're 18, 20, 25, how old are you, however old you happen to be once you enter it, you are going to get punched and it is going to hurt bad. It's going to hurt so bad that you will crawl back into your hole. We're creating codependent children who can never go out into the world as self-sufficient. Because you're going to get beaten at some point in time. Aren't you? There are going to be jobs that you're not going to get. Your heart is going to get broken. So what do you do? Not ever go out into the world? Not ever experience anything and just crawl up into a shell, scrolling for the rest of your life? It's hardly living. It's quite miserable. So in your honest, amazing, beautiful attempts to protect your children, you are harming them. And there's a better way. We need to teach them how to deal with the emotions, how to deal with the setbacks, how to deal 
with what happens when you do get punched. Life will beat you. It'll also exalt you. It'll also lift you up. But if you can't go out into the world and face the disappointments, the rejections, the hardships, you don't ever get to have the joy. You don't even ever, ever get to experience the ecstasy and the connection and the companionship and the love because you're too afraid. This is true for you as much as it is for your children, especially in that age bracket, the teenagers. They're very much relying on us. They are in the world. They're going to school. They're experiencing the world. They're on the social media. And even if you've done a really great job at helping them to, you know, not be so consumed by social media in the world, they're still out in the world. They just are. They're at shops where there's advertising. They're listening to music. And you can go ahead and filter them as much as you possibly want. You can censor the crap out of their lives. It's not going to stop them from getting hurt. And I ask you this. Are you avoiding them getting hurt because you're afraid of it? It's likely. None of us like getting hurt. None of us like getting rejected. We don't like feeling pain. We don't like any of that. But in an attempt to avoid it, we're making it worse. Way worse. Way worse than it needs to be. Because on the other side of our pain is our happiness. If we can learn to move beyond the pain, to experience it fully, to be present to it, and to survive it, then on the other side of that, we are resilient. We are stronger. We are conditioned. We have built muscles. Think about that example. If I want to build my bicep, what do I have to do? In order to get a stronger bicep, what needs to happen? Everybody knows the answer to this question. We have to lift something heavy. We have to. If you don't lift heavy things, that muscle is never going to get stronger. In fact, if you avoid picking up anything heavy and using this arm, that muscle is going to atrophy or atrophies. It is going to start fading away. If you don't use it, you lose it. So in that attempt to go give our children this beautiful experience where they never have to get hurt, their muscle of resilience is being wasted away. Rather than having them avoid the heavy things, teach them how to lift it properly. And sure, they don't have to be exposed to more shit than they need to. But life has problems built in. It's part of the deal. You'll also find that once you've reached a certain level of muscle and you've been doing the reps on that weight, eventually it's going to become too easy. And in order to build the muscle or keep the muscle, you're going to have to keep lifting heavier and heavier things. But when you lift heavier and heavier things, you can do more and more. You're stronger. You're more conditioned. You are prepared 
to be able to lift heavy things. It's the same with our emotions. So I want to give you, the parents here listening today, whether or not you're a parent, whether or not you plan to be a parent, this is for parents, but the reality is this is really for you. You learn how to do this. You can teach it to your kids. And if you never end up having kids, teach it to yourself. Just so that you learn how to not avoid the shitness in the li- in life. I saw an excellent t-shirt at a festival on Saturday. Let me see if I can remember it. It says, experiment, fail, learn, repeat. Experiment, fail, learn, repeat. Notice the second thing there. It's fail. We must. It's part of the process. In order to succeed, you have to fail. If you're too afraid of failure, you're never going to succeed in anything in your life. Let your kids fail. Let your kids fall. Let them make mistakes. Let them have their heart broken. Let them be disappointed. And teach them how to deal with rejection, how to deal with failure, how to deal with disappointment. That's where the crux is here. We don't need to protect the children from pain and hurt. We need to teach them how to deal with that. It's the only way they're ever going to learn how to be in the world. Happy, confident, self-assured. So here are my three tips to be able to instill in your children a real sense of knowing that they're okay and try it on yourself because you might not know that you're okay either. So the first one here that we need to know is that it's okay to feel pain of whatever description. Just say your kid has gone run for class president or they've auditioned for a play and they didn't get the role. They worked really hard for it or not and they're disappointed. They're sad. The automatic response for most humans when it comes to dealing with other people's disappointments is, it's okay. Is it? When you feel devastated, is it okay? No, it's not okay. It feels like shit. Let's stop lying to people. Just because we're uncomfortable with the pain that we're seeing in them doesn't mean that we need to minimize the experience. It's okay to feel pain. It's okay to feel devastated. It's okay to feel disappointed. Know that all of you is welcome. Because the reality is, is that if you didn't feel anything, if you didn't have emotions, if you didn't experience pain, if you didn't experience heartache, if you didn't experience disappointment, if you didn't have that capacity to feel, You'd be a sociopath. That's the definition of a psychopath or a sociopath. Someone who does not have the ability to be able to feel and empathize and connect with emotion. You don't want to get rid of these emotions. You want to honor them. Acknowledge them. So what I would say to a young person or actually any person that matter, also to myself when I'm experiencing something, is I see you in the disappointment. It hurts, doesn't it? They'll be like, yeah, it really hurts. I'm going to say, 
it's okay to feel it. It does hurt. Notice how I'm not trying to fix it. I'm not trying to get rid of it. I'm not trying to make it better. I'm just acknowledging that it hurts and I'm sitting with them in that hurt. I know that you want to fix it, but you can't. Stop trying to fix it. There is nothing wrong with feeling disappointment when we have put our heart on the line and it didn't work out. It's a good thing that we feel disappointed. It sucks. We don't like it. But this number one here is that it's okay to feel your feelings. Acknowledge it. I know that you're feeling sad right now. I know that you're feeling disappointed right now. It's uncomfortable, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Enough. That's enough. Acknowledge that the pain exists without trying to fix it. Because tip number two is this too shall pass. No emotion, no single emotion that you've ever had has lasted. It doesn't. It comes and goes in waves, right? You've had a moment where you were foolish. You, are, you, you felt foolish. You asked somebody out. They rejected you. Now you feel like a fool and you're feeling rejected. You're feeling unworthy. You're feeling disappointed. And the moment that will peak, that'll be like really, really hard. You'll have this peak of emotion. If you block that emotion at that point in time, it gets stuck in you. You'll just keep cycling on repeat, on repeat, on repeat, on repeat. But if you let it flow, it'll come, it'll peak, it'll hurt. And it will pass. Even if you do end up blocking the emotion, the intensity of it will subside. And depending on the level of the emotion, it might subside after a minute, a day, a week, a year. But eventually this too shall pass. That intensity, that high point will pass. So when you're talking to your kid or even to yourself or a friend, first one is just to acknowledge Hey, yeah, I know this disappointment really sucks, doesn't it? I can feel you. I see you in it. It's awful. We just acknowledge it because it's okay to feel it. And say that to them. It's okay to feel the pain. I know that it hurts. I felt it too. The second one is this too shall pass. And we, and, and we say that to them and say, look, right now it really, really sucks. And I know that me telling you that it's going to go away isn't helpful because it's not. Over time, if you let this be, it will subside. Right now it sucks. We're still acknowledging the fact that right now it sucks and we're instilling the fact that it's not going to last forever. And tell them that it's not going to last forever. What you're experiencing right now is not going to last forever. And we feel like it does. In those moments where we're overwhelmed with emotion, we think it's going to last forever. We think, oh my God, I'm never, ever, ever going to get over this shame and disappointment. And a few days later, we forget about it. Maybe there's still a bit of a sting, but for the most part, it's past, right? Even the good emotions are going to pass as well. All of our emotions will come in waves and they will dissipate. Allow them to be and understand the nature of emotions is that they come and go like waves. And my third tip here for yourself, for when you're talking to your teens about this, even your little kids, solid for them as well, is that 
it's going to happen again. I know, really good motivational talk, right? The motivational talk that I'm teaching you is sitting there going, it sucks. It will probably go away at some point in time and it's going to happen again. <laughs> Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. The reason that we need to really be truthful about this is that if we keep thinking that there is something wrong with feeling those emotions, we're going to keep avoiding them. But being able to acknowledge them, being able to feel them fully, understanding that they will peak and they will disappear and that it's going to happen again at some point in our life and by running away only makes it worse, we can be better prepared. So the next time disappointment comes, because eventually it will, if you're living your life, if you are courageous, if you are going after things that you want in your life, if you are not shrinking but growing instead, you are going to come across any and all of those emotions. So teach your kid. Once the emotion has passed, by the way, once they've finished the peak of the emotion, let it pass and have a conversation with them. Hey, how you doing now? Oh, I'm feeling much better. I might be a little bit like, oh, you know, it's still a bit yucky, but for the most part, the peak is gone. Oh, yeah. You know, I want you to know that in life, this is going to happen again. And I know that you're probably going to be scared of that and you don't want to feel the pain of that. This is what I would say. I want you to know that I love you and that you always deserve more love, not less. Irrelevant of how you're feeling, irrelevant of whether or not your behavior has been something that you are proud of or not. I love you and I will always love you. Because what we're afraid of most in those moments of showing our darkness, of going into those painful parts, is that we won't be worthy of love anymore. So let's instill within ourselves that we are worthy of love and in each other and in our children. That when these waves of emotions come, and they will, know that you're still worthy of love. It's not going to last. It hurts right now. It'll pass. And no matter what, the undercurrent is that you are worthy of love irrelevant of if the behavior is something that you're proud of or something that I'm proud of. Irrelevant of that, the behavior may still need to change. That's reasonable, but I love you. Always have the undertone of love there because otherwise we beat ourselves up or they beat themselves up. Oh my God, I'm awful. I'm a bad human being. If we then take love away from ourselves and others when we are going through strong emotions what we experience is that right cool I never want to do something like that again because it caused me to lose love and we have a biological imperative to get love to fit in to connect particularly when it comes to our parents one more bonus tip that I want to give to you specifically for the parents as well out there <sighs> Your insecurities are being triggered when they make mistakes. If they are being rejected, you're thinking about being rejected. 
if they are getting disappointment, you're feeling the disappointment of your own life, of your own rejections. And you want to protect them because you're protecting you and you're running away from it. Here's what you got to know. It's not about you. Do your own work. See a coach. Go to therapy. Whatever you need to do. It's not about you in that moment. Please, please avoid passing on or projecting your insecurities onto your children. They need to know that they're loved. They need to know that they're enough. At times, they're going to need to know that their behavior was not okay, but their behavior and who they are are two separate things. Hear that loud and clear. Their behavior and who they are are two separate things. We can make mistakes and not be a failure. We can fail and not be a failure. One is an action. I did something and I failed. One is I am a failure. Brene Brown says it beautifully. The difference between guilt and shame is guilt is I've done something wrong. Shame is I am wrong. Using this process with these three steps is okay to feel pain, acknowledge and validate it, knowing that this too shall pass. And the third one there of teaching that it'll happen again, but I still love you is going to teach your children how to be more resilient, prepared for when it happens again in the future. They will be conditioned and build the muscle of confidence, of self-assuredness, of self-esteem. That's what's really going to make all of the difference. I'd love to know your thoughts. Leave me a comment. Shoot me through an email at admin at moreconfidence.com.au or catch me on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, you know it, YouTube. Depends on where you're listening to me, but shoot me through an email. Let me know in the poll below what have you gotten out of this. I would love to hear from you. Or even send me a voice message. Let me know where you're calling from, like where you're listening from on plus six one four zero three nine eight one five nine seven. Shoot me through a WhatsApp message. I would love to hear from you. Love to know your thoughts. Thank you for listening to episode 125 here on the More Confidence with Luna Gaia podcast. If you want to learn how to be more confident, how to teach your kids how to be more confident, then head on over to my website, www.moreconfidence.com.au. Or once again, just shoot me a message on all the other platforms. I'm around and I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, my friends, happy self-loving and happy teaching your kids how to be more conditioned to the perils of life. Big love. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I appreciate you so very much. If you have any feedback, questions, any comments that you'd like to leave, why not head to my website, www.moreconfidence.com.au or maybe send me a WhatsApp message, plus 61403981597. I would love to hear from you. Every month I run a free seven-day Ultimate Body Confidence and Self-Love Challenge for women to be able to really expand into their self-love and to come home to their confidence. If you would like to come along, again, head to my website, www.moreconfidence.com.au forward slash challenge. Perhaps you may even like to buy a copy of my book, Perfectly Imperfect, Your Complete Guide to Loving Yourself and Loving Your Body. 
It's available on all good bookstores, including Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Book Depository. I also narrated it myself, so if you have an Audible subscription or anywhere that you get your audiobooks from, you can get it there. Happy self-loving. I hope you love you.